there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. This is the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. Is anyone hearing this? If you can hear this, please let us know. We're coming to you from beyond November 4th. <laughs> what is this? We're still here. They set off the EMP, but for some reason our recorder still works. I'm Robbo. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. We hit from Super Soldiers. Is yep. anyone picking this up? How long have you been planning that little bit? For exactly one second. <laughs> <laughs> How are we? Good, thanks. Yeah, good. Bloody day off. All things considered, good. Day off? Day off. How yep. good is this? Yeah. Melbourne Cup day. Bloody have a bit on the old nags? Yeah, nah, probably not. No. Every day is Melbourne Cup day for Robbo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just always putting on his fascinator. Yeah. Talking about fillies, but not just about horses. <laughs> I... Like an absolute... Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we talking about today? Today we're going to be talking about November 4th. Didn't we have a second topic that you suggested, Cam? Yeah, we might have. Yeah, what was that? I was like, we're doing, no <laughs> <laughs> we're doing November 4th. Why don't we also do the concept of uh, semen retention, aka NoFap. Hashtag NoFap. And then it's sort of like there's a little bit of a, a title theme. Like yep. no ve- November 4, no fap, no right? No fap before. <laughs> but you didn't do any research on it. <laughs> no, because let's do semen retention. Yeah. Have you done any research? Nah. It's too creepy. Yeah, this was my my reply was yuck. I don't want to do that. <laughs> all, the blo- all the blokes who are doing this are too creepy. Okay, so we're not going to do that. No. I did have a good Mike Tyson bit to tie into all that, but it's going to be lost to the ages. Yeah. I told Robbo before, but... It was a good bit. It was a good bit. Yeah. The question is, would these blokes be like just as creepy if their balls were empty? <laughs> or is it just the all of the male essence that they've, they're withholding from uh, the world that's causing them to be such creepazoids? Well, this is something we'd know if yeah, you researched. researched it. November 4. <laughs> What is November 4 and why did it become such a thing? Holy macaroni. It's a new catchphrase. Okay. Uh, all of, are we all using holy macaroni? or just, just can. Okay. We need to come up with our own. Yeah, I'll work on it. Yeah. So, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's not going to be mine. <laughs> so, I guess it all started... Uh, like a couple of months ago. Mm. Well, it all started one year and a couple of days ago. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when uh, the 45th president of the United States, one Donald J. Trump, mm. with the help of the Russians, of course, mm-hmm. uh, was elected president of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And people weren't happy about it. Well, uh, it's a democratic process. They still weren't happy, Robbo. Okay. So then like 10 months later, the Revolutionary Communist Party of America, mm. led by Bob Avakian, mm. were like, let's have a protest on November 4th, one year after uh, he was elected, mm. and we're not, we're not going to stop protesting until he's out. Yeah. yeah. 
it was kind of a, it reminded me of the Occupy movement, where it's just like we're just going to protest a loose a loose concept yeah. for a while. Well, it's similar to Occupy, except you know, did you ever go to Occupy Melbourne? No, I watched the live stream. Did you ever go to like Occupy Dunedin? No, but you watched the live streams of Occupy, right? Yes, you would have noticed something about them, mm. sort of an energy in the air. Anyway, are you going to bring this back to no fat? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> no. You would have noticed an energy in the air, right? Okay, yep. Sort of just just below the surface of, you know, what you can see, you would have been like, there's lots of people here. That's where Occupy sort of differed from what was being proposed for November 4th because the Revolutionary Communist Party is very, very, very small. Yes. <laughs> and they normally get like 10 people along to a thing. And they're most famous for like going to other people's things. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it, I did a little bit of research into those guys. And it's my perception is they operate mostly out of a bookshop. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And um, I think there's some suggestions that they're a little bit culty. Yeah. So are, Bob Avakian is a charismatic guy. Is that the... I guess so. He must okay. be. Yeah. Hallmark of a cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's apparently charismatic enough to get like a certain number of followers, but not, <laughs> <laughs> but not a massive amount. So the November 4th protest to end all protests or protest to end the government, yeah, that kind of got picked up by the frothy side, the yep. alt-right, and, and whipped into a bloody cappuccino foam. Is this going to be your catchphrase? Uh, I, look, Just I was going somewhere with it. <laughs> um, it was an absolute macchiato of a situation. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly was no flat white, that's for sure. Now it's getting racist. Um, you made it racist. <laughs> they made it into this whole big thing that was going to happen. Yeah. And it, it was going to be a very small thing. Yeah. Mm. So, and they also made it into an anti-far thing. Yeah. When it's just this group. They have a, like a front group called like Refuse Fascism, mm. which is like I don't know if it's the best name, yeah, ever. Why not? Not pithy enough. I don't know. Like when you refuse something, it's like it doesn't seem very strong to me. Yeah, okay. It's like, like tear down fascism or something like that. Reminds me of like being refused service for not wearing shoes in the RSL. Mm. <laughs> Has that happened to you? <clears throat> no, but that's what <laughs> it reminds me of. Yeah, right. Uh, their website's weird. I went to go to the website and got, it must have been hacked at some point during right. this whole thing because I got like 500 pop-ups of me winning things yeah. on my mobile phone. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm going to be a millionaire very soon. I saw some screenshots that seemed real, but one of the uh, pages that showed was like the NFL players taking a, taking a knee. Mm. and But then the words they'd put over this photo was uh, take a knee against white supremacy, stand up against... Trump and Pence on November 4th. It's like, hang on, am I taking a knee or am I standing up? Well, I guess a knee is kind of halfway between a stand and a kneeling. So you, you got to take one knee. Yeah. Both knees, you're definitely kneeling. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got one, um, it's almost like a sprinter's pose. Mm. If you need to get fascism quickly, yeah. launch out. You're halfway to standing up against Trump. Yeah. So did you see the video that sort of kicked off the alt-right no. thing? So there's a guy called Jordan Peltz. Uh, if you watch this video, you're like, holy macaroni. <laughs> this real deputy sheriff is telling us that Antifa are planning attacks on November 4th. I think I saw that it was like the dash cam one. Yeah. in a cop car. Right. Yeah. Yeah, in a real cop car mm. with a real cop gun behind him. Mm. With his real cop badge uh, printed on his T-shirt. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> So he's not actually a cop Right He's a bounty hunter Right Like a skip tracer guy Who like You know If you skip out on your bail He'll come and track you down oh. Bring you to justice But in this video He's talking about how This plan That uh, he doesn't have any Proof Or like any sources For anything he says But uh, on November 4th They're going to uh, First they're going to attack emergency services and first mm. responders like himself mm. and uh he is like so far down the chain of responders yeah the person's already been caught tried 
yes. and skipped out. Yeah. He's the very he's the last in the chain. <laughs> he's the last responder. Yeah. But uh, first they'll take out them, and then they're going to go after citizens and the government. So it's a very sort of a spearhead attack. Mm. You go after the government first. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. Take the head of the snake off. Yeah. But it's like. What sort of plan? Even that plan doesn't make any sense. No. Why would you get? Sure. Why would? You, but why are you going after like the ambulance people, <laughs> or f- like fire trucks? Well, I guess it's a good thing to claim because it's going to get everyone patriotic, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh they're going after firemen because I did see that sentiment. Like, oh, why would they even do that? Those scum. Yeah. And then it sort of spread like wildfire. So Jonesy, our good friend Alex Jones, has been pushing it mm. fucking hard, had been pushing it hard. They did a live broadcast of the day yep. of like rolling coverage. This was such a dumpster fire. Um, he also – so there was their full-page ad in the lead-up as well yep. in, the, in the news, in the New York Times. Refuse fascism, you know, we get out and we'll be protesting. Yeah. And Jonesy did a whole like to-camera bit about that. Just like he was all like looking dejected. I don't know what else we can do. This, I wake up in the morning, this is on my doorstep. And I come to work and this, Antifa, they're going to overthrow the government. What is this? Is he really a subscriber to the New York Times? He says he's a voracious media consumer, so maybe. He's probably got printouts of it, at least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or printouts of photos of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he had been whipping the whole thing into a frenzy for ages on that. Yeah. Like going about like... You know, Antifa are going to tear down the government. They're going to be doing it. We're going to get out there and stop them. And I, I get the sense he was the main pusher of it all, along with your Newswire, yeah, which is a famous fake news website. Um, yeah. So they've spent two months just kind of building up for it. Yeah, I know your Newswire actually introduced an Australian element into things. Oh, did we discuss the uh, the uh, founder of Antifa from Australia thing? On this before? I don't think we did. So, like, about a month ago, uh, news.com.au published this interview between this slightly cooked uh, right-wing writer yeah. uh, who does, like, stuff for The Spectator and, like, Mark Latham's Facebook show. Yeah. What is that? Um, the Outsiders? Yeah. And uh, she was interviewing this guy called Shane Hunter who... Uh, described himself as the founder of Antifa in Australia. Uh, he founded it four years ago. Right. Uh, which came as a little bit of a shock to some <laughs> who'd been doing things <laughs> for longer than four years. But uh, he described himself as the founder of Antifa and uh, Antifa were worse than ISIS mm. in terms of how dangerous they were. Now, he'd gone, he went on to uh, elaborate on this point uh, later on in some absolutely cooked uh, YouTube videos of his own. Mm. Uh, what he meant was that, uh, like, Marxism is getting taught in universities. Right. And so that's what makes Antifa more dangerous than ISIS because at least ISIS isn't being taught in universities. It's interesting logic. Yeah. Anyway. He, uh, he also said that one of the strategies he used was talking loudly on public transport. Yes. Um, to, like, spread the message. Right. <laughs> like a crazy man. <laughs> yeah. Like your classic Melbourne tram crazy man. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is doing their best to avoid that person. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's got a, some upcoming comedy shows about his time as the leader of Antifa. So oh, make sure you check that out geez. at the comedy festival. That is not going to be funny, is it? No. <laughs> we should probably go. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But um, the point is. That was published on news.com.au and then your your Newswire picked it up and they added like just a line to it uh, where he's like, George Soros told me he wanted it to be more dangerous than ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that got picked up massively by all these guys. Yeah, so then it became George Soros' funding the November 4th revolution. Yeah, the Purple Revolution. Yep, um, $18 billion was going into it apparently. Yeah, I've seen lots of different numbers thrown around. Yeah, so he, I mean, George Soros does fund a lot of things. Mm. So $18 million was used as that's how much is going to go into this revolution. Mm. Uh, and that's how they can afford full-page advertising in the New York Times. And um, How much would a full-page ad in the New York Times cost? 
I have no idea. Not much. Like it wouldn't be a lot. Like no. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be cheap, but it wouldn't be a lot. As a one off on page five. Hmm. A couple of grand? Yeah. Yeah. So then once the kind of that sort of started spreading, a tweet from Crang T. Nelson. Mm. Famous Twitter comedian Crang T. Nelson. Did you are you across this part of it? Yeah. So do you know this part of it? Yeah. Um so he Yeah, basically made a dumb tweet about Antifa super soldiers. On November fourth, like a joke. Was his the one that was on the letterhead or something that was like something co ltd dot com slash copyright no. something or other? That's a different one. Right. Um, but I think this was where the super soldiers thing started. It was just like a dumb joke about yeah, right. Andy for creating a race of super soldiers, and then that got picked up as like, oh my god, they are going to use super soldiers to take over. So, yeah, he, he tweeted that Antifa super soldiers were going to behead uh, white Christians oh, right. and small business owners. Yeah. Then he got suspended from Twitter. Yeah. And then people started sharing it around further because it was funny. Yeah. Uh, and that became the super soldiers aspect yeah. to November 4th. There's this other element of the EMP attack. Yeah. So, but the super soldiers thing got picked up by like Gateway Pundit. Yeah. Which is sort of, I think it's, it's sort of supposed to be a semi. Not as crazy. It's like it's it's a bit crazy, mm. but it's supposed to. It's sort of like a, a bridge between the craziness and the mainstream. Maybe yeah, got picked up by that, and then you saw it get picked up by Fox News. Yes, that this anti fire apocalypse was coming, or they're like anti fire apocalypse is coming? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> um. And that, so there was also a drill on the same day. Yeah, okay, so... Do you want to go into that or do you want to... Meanwhile, yeah. <laughs> over at Ham Radio HQ, so the other thing that was happening November 4th to November 6th is the Department of Defence, in conjunction with the Ham Radio Enthusiasts of America, were running a drill. Yeah. Now, as conspiracies go, uh, the Department of Defence, yes, big tick. Tick. Mm. I would uh, I would definitely include them in any large globalist conspiracy. The ham radio enthusiasts, amateur ham radio operators, I would generally leave out if I was putting together some sort of global master plan to uh, disarm America. Well, yeah, I'd put them in the mix. Yeah. Would you? What if they're communicating with people in the past, <laughs> getting them to plant weapons around the town <laughs> where the people can just go get them? Because all the ham radios got struck by lightning and they talk to their like dead relatives. What is that again? Frequency. <laughs> Classic movie and then later TV show Frequency. Uh, Sadly cancelled. Oh, really? Yeah. I've got to watch, finish watching that. Uh, but ham radio guys, like, they're pretty hardcore about what they know about radio. Yeah. So if you're, if the whole government's collapsing and all the. You know, phone lines are cut. Mm. You've got the bloody ham radio man on your side. And oh, woman. Luke, Robbo, don't get me wrong. If I'm trying to work out what I'm going to do if there is a, quote, very bad day mm-hmm. and uh, we need to have some sort of alternative communication method, yes, I'll put the ham radio people in the mix. Mm. If I am actually causing a very bad day and I want all of the power across America to go out so I can come in and take their guns, I'm not getting them involved because then people will be able to talk to each other. No, but you get them involved on your side. You you cut off the supply for the other people that you're trying to thing and then you've got the... Body. You don't know they these ham radio people. Town. Sorry, can't help you. We're ham radio's the... busted. Yeah. Val- I need valves. <laughs> you got any valves? <laughs> um, so that was going on. Yeah, they were doing a drill to see what would happen if there was an EMP attack. So this is a drill they do four times a year. Okay, and they've done it four times a year for like four years. Right, right. Uh, and yeah, they call it a very bad day scenario, where basically they pretend like everything's been knocked out. They um, it's half of it is like checking that generators are working. Mm. So they're like, we we run generators, but uh. Not for long because mm. we don't want to waste petrol. Yep. <laughs> it's very uh, expensive. And we check that we can, that like the, um, all the ham radios are like that's working and they get all of these amateur ham radio people in on it mm. 
to help out because there's apparently isn't a huge amount of cooperation there. Yeah, right. But like the um, the Department of Defense guy running it actually got on Facebook and like responded to accusations that they were going to do an actual EMP. Right. And he was like, "Look, shutting down all of the power." across the United States is way above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the theory then that Antifa were going to use super soldiers to behead people while tearing down the government and the Department of Defence were in on it? Well, I don't know if the super soldier thing, the idea that they were super soldiers was really picked up that hard. Oh, no. There was talk of it on Jonesy and Co. Because I think the main thing was the, the beheading yeah. Or that they were going to like break into people's houses and steal their stuff, kill people. It was basically they were going to overthrow the government. Mm. And to facilitate this, the EMP was going to be set off. Okay. So the Department of Defense and the Ham Radio guys were going to align with Antifa. Yeah. And if we know anything, ISIS mm. are in the mix as well to, in order to overthrow the government. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't put the ham radio team in the mix for this particular operation. No. If this was my operation. No. Because people of all political persuasions love ham. Yeah. And and radio. Both the meat and the radio. Where's the Carrier Pigeon League of America (laughs) in (laughs) all this? Where do they stand? Would the EMP scrap the pigeons homing thing? Wiring they've got in their brain? Pigeons just flying all over the place. Homing pigeons are something that I don't understand. They... Some sort of magic thing going yeah. on there. That must be based on like electromagnetic. Yeah, I think it is. They have some sort of internal uh, compass. Yeah. And they know which way they've got to go to get home. Right. Yeah. But they can only go one way, right? So, because in movies and stuff, people send them out to send a message. Yeah. Black Hatter, season one, episode six. Uh, they use it pretty successfully. But I feel like the pigeons wouldn't know where to go. How well, is I, he going to know I where I think you take pigeons or ravens from one place... Yeah. To your place, and then when you need to send one a I message back to okay. that place, you attach it and go, off you go, and you, it flies home. You can't whisper into its ear, hey, go seek out Three-Fingered Willie. Go to King's Landing. Go to, no, don't, go somewhere else. No, you take it to one place. Yeah. And it goes back to the other. Yeah. All right, cool. N- nobody's saying that carrier pigeons are an effective <laughs> no. communication method. All we're saying is they're less effective if there's an EMP. Yeah. Yes. Because their bloody little brains have gone scrambled. Yeah. Poor little fellas. Sorry to shoo us off there for a little bit. But. <laughs> um, so, the result of all this fear... Oh, of, and of the, the other thing was, as well as the uh, EMP, there's also, there was talk that uh, there's going to be like a global blackout like later in November that this was all somehow connected to. This was just okay. like an old like email forward thing that started yeah. going around. Where there's like a NASA guy saying, oh, there's going to be some sort of solar waves. Right. They say that pretty frequently though, don't they? Yeah. Mm. A solar no, flare? They don't say frequently that the solar waves are going to knock out no. all power. <laughs> no. Um, so when October, the start of October when the Las Vegas shooting happened, mm. that was being painted as an example of anti for starting early. Mm. Um, and if they can do that on the first day you know, even ahead of his schedule, then what the hell are they going to be able to do come the actual time? Yeah. yeah. And? Shoot up a church, apparently. Well, that was on November 5th. Yeah. Oh, he was a bit late. Yeah, he was late. So, on November 4th, I don't think anything happened. So, I was I was watching the InfoWars live stream. Had it on the background. Yeah. It was very enjoyable stuff. Uh, the protests were very small. Mm. The That was about it. I was, it's good that, I'm glad we're doing this afterwards when we can, you know, have to predict anything. Mm. I was I was worried something was going to happen because the other thing that happened sort of in the, just in the like last few days before November 4, where these pictures started going around um, like right-wing Facebook groups and right-wing Twitterers, they'd gotten hold of like uh, secret Antifa documents. Mm. So... There was, I did see one old one, which is like the Antifa manual, mm. which uh, is a classic of the genre. It's got a coffee stain on the front cover. Uh, yeah. So that's how you know it's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why, why were they fake putting a coffee stain on it? Yeah. It's either real or it's an Al Pacino script. Yeah. <laughs> but I, um, 
I saw a YouTube video where someone's talking about this and it's got a, on the cover, it's like, uh, don't read this if you are cis, a cis white male, uh, not a POC, not a WOC, not all this stuff. And they're like, now what? what's a POC? It's like, come on. Surely everyone knows POC <laughs> by this point. And they're like, no, I had to look up what cis meant too. Apparently it's short for cisgendered. I didn't realize I was a cisgendered white female. There you go. You learned something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very educational. You haven't learned that uh, just because something has a coffee stain on it doesn't mean it's real. Yeah. But the other things that were going around were like there was the thing you mentioned before that had like all of the that dodgy long, like Antifa Proprietary Limited or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Antifa Limited League of America Proprietary Co Limited dot UK copyright symbol. <laughs> no, but what was the point of that one? I can't remember. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, yeah. I think I think it was like an internal uh, Antifa document and it had like phone numbers at the bottom to call. Yeah. Oh, that's right. This is the Hewlett Packard one. It was just to rile up these guys, mm. but it's not clear where it's coming from, mm. whether it's like 4chan people just messing with the alt-right or it's like alt-right people just trying to get other alt-right people angrier. But uh, it had like contact info at the bottom and it was like Muhammad Shekelstein or something. <laughs> like the dumbest name you could think of. And it had an actual phone number, right. which was like some Hewlett Packard pension line. It, it's Anti-Fascist Action LLC Co. Inc. Copyright. <laughs> yeah, it's for immediate release. Antifa, registered trademark symbol, <laughs> has announced it will execute all Trump voters and gun owners. Then it's a media release and the media contact is Muhammad Mark, Markman or something. But yeah, that the phone number on the media release goes to like Hewlett Packard and some line they set up for questions about their pension funds. Right. And it's like I saw some guy being like, <laughs> "Why have they used that number?" It's like, well, maybe they just used a random number. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe someone's got like something against Hewlett Packard pension. Yeah. Maybe someone low level thinks it's a funny. But um, play. there was also another one. <clears throat> Uh, going around and you could also tell this was real because it was a crumpled piece of paper that had been uncrumpled and uh, it was like attention fellow Antifa uh, the incredibly handsome intelligent far right have discovered that uh, (laughs) it didn't say that but this is the (laughs) sort of feel of it have discovered our plans uh, on November 4 dress up in your in Make America Great Again hats, dress up like a Trump person, so they won't know you're coming. Right. So what I was worried about was that like all of these MAGA people were going to shoot each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is, yeah, and the kind of the concern was all the those crazy MAGA people were whipped into such a frenzy, and they've mm. all got their guns, and they're also like paranoid about something happening that they're going to go out and do something stupid yeah like so i was <sighs> i was worried that like maybe they'd sh- like they'd see some guy they knew coming up the street and they'd shoot them or like really i was worried it's like what if like some black person is just driving on their street and they're like oh shit it started yeah yeah um one of the things so during the live coverage of the whole nothing happening alex jones was like you know, nothing's happened yet. You know, we've still got the night to go. You know, it's still early days. Well, if we go offline and something happens, I'll come back to the office. I think a cop's probably going to get shot tonight. Mm. It's like, what? <laughs> no, there's no indication of any of this happening. I'm just imagining him like nothing's happening. He's sitting there getting more and more agitated. Just like starts catastrophizing shit that he's hoping is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it was basically? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right. He And then like because he was broadcasting for like four hours – he just started losing track of what he was saying and he just it was a mess. Right. This is what I don't get, right? So this whole thing was a fantasy purely of their own making. Yes. Like this was just Facebook and YouTube people and Alex Jones made this up out of whole cloth essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're Alex Jones, surely you have some sort of plan for when nothing happens. <laughs> like, surely when you're plotting out your broadcast, you should be like, we're going to have a lot of time to kill today. Yes. 
should we get like some lizard guy, <laughs> like just on call? Just in case. Just in case we need to like get a lizard guy on to talk to. Well, no, but I think the part of the plan was to kind of spin the narrative to then laugh at the... Yeah. Laugh at Antifa for failing mm. and aren't we so much better and we stopped it. So, yeah, that's basically what happened the next day. They were all crowing over the fact that uh, they'd scared them off. Mm. So, part of the response during the lead up was a lot of guys saying, if you Antifa, listen up. If you try this, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, we've got guns. We've got way more guns than you. And, like, just putting up pictures of pasty, like, weedy little Antifa people and being like, these guys are going to come and get me. (laughs) But also I'm terrified that they are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They may look small, but I'm pretty sure they're super soldiers. Yeah. (laughs) We juiced up on Antifa juice. (laughs) So, yeah. Trademark registered. (laughs) The next day, there there was a lot of, uh, yeah, we scared him off. Good work, everyone. Yeah. I did see the uh, slightly more woke take on this, which was how dumb would you have to be to think that we actually scared them off? They were never going to do anything, not because they were never going to do anything that we just made it up, but because <laughs> this was a trick so that we would think that they were weak and we let our guards down. Oh, shit. And then when they come and get us, you we won't be expecting. Um, that was, again, Jonesy was doing that one as well. We can't think it's over. We've got, they said this would go, this would be, keep going until they, they win. Yeah. Uh, so what happened the next day? Well, then the next day, uh, there was unfortunately another mass shooting in America, as there is every week mm. uh, or every day. Hmm. Just on different scales. Yeah. Uh, this one was the worst mass shooting in a church in Texas history. Uh, so that they, but they have I, to, they I like have to how qualify there's... them like that now. Yeah. To differentiate them. Yeah. But immediately, uh, the far right tried to paint it as like an anti-far thing. Yes. Um. So there was a lot of well. So he allegedly. So. A- he was photoshopped, or they photoshopped Antifa stuff onto his Facebook. Yeah, they put up a picture of like an Antifa flag. And I think I saw um, some guy from some Antifa group posted, uh, that's actually me in that photo holding that flag up. That's from our online store. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but that, and one of the things that they do is look at the target, you know, oh, he's targeting people in a church. Definitely Antifa. Mm. Uh, apparently, he was wearing all black and a skull, a skull bandana over his face. Right. Yeah, Antifa. That's exactly what they do. Yeah. Um, and he was an atheist because mm. he liked some a- atheist pages on Facebook. Yeah, and also the other proof that he was Antifa was uh, like on his LinkedIn. Mm. You know where it's got like your interests, mm. and because he taught Bible study. <laughs> Uh, you know, the classic Antifa. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he taught like a bubble study thing for kids, but in the interest, it's got like a social justice, uh, caring for animals. Ah, <laughs> so that, so Alex Jones was going on a lot about him being a social justice warrior. Yeah. Like Alex Jones said he was a classic SJW. It's a classic SJW. So that's where they've got that from. Yeah. It's weird seeing SJWs painted as like this militant thing there as well like oh that's classic mm. they've gone from tumblr when they talk about the different genders and now they're shooting up churches yeah <laughs> that's exactly what we knew so not a lot is known about this guy yet devin kelly mm. uh except the, apparently he was uh a domestic abuser mm. and he had access to too many guns yes former military former military so he was uh he got kicked out of the air force yeah. yep dishonorably discharged and they were talking about one of the narratives was he couldn't get guns legal if legally if he had been discharged uh, but then it turned out you could still get them legally whatever i don't know whatever quirk in the law so he did actually get legal guns because they were trying to paint it like oh look even if guns were illegal he could still get them anyway but yeah, then right. they had to quickly dial back that narrative yeah they also um because he killed uh, 25 people, I think, or 26, 26 people. He's 26 years old. But also shot 25 other people. Mm. Like, he shot everyone in the church by the sounds of it mm. and killed half of them. Mm. Uh, and then he was killed himself. Uh, I don't know if we know yet whether it was a self-inflicted 
I think it was. Wound, but he was also shot at by like someone, yeah, a neighbor of the church. Yeah. And so they're trying to like push the narrative that, uh, see, this is what we're talking about. A good guy with a gun stopped a bad guy with a gun. Yeah. Yes. Well, stopped it a little bit too late. Well, so apparently they had a car chase gunfight. Mm. Doesn't sound like the safest Mm. thing to happen. Yeah, because I read a couple of, the first thing I saw was a thing saying hero, like armed hero neighbor, like stops rampage or something like that. And it was like the guy come out and shot at him and the guy took off in his car. Mm. Then the next thing I saw on the news was the neighbor wrestled his rifle off of him. So fought with the guy and got his gun off of him. Right. And then the guy took off and maybe shot after him. That's the first I've heard that they had a car shoot. Well, that's for that, car that chase gun shoot. Me, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but also, so there are calls for like, you know, in church, we can't have guns in church, but maybe we have one person or a trusted person with a gun in church. Mm. So let's just not have guns. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this it's massive push by the far right to like blame the left yes. for these things. Yeah. <laughs> or let's like, and just even on the so-called normal right yeah they would love they would love for it to be anyone but one of well, is anyone like he doesn't he didn't have a political agenda here mm. Mm. he was just a guy that was pretty cocked yeah and when he shot some people so and they're talking about the left politicizing it mm. like that's kind of what you're saying is the left are politicizing this which i haven't really seen but you've seen so much politics coming out of the right mm. saying oh he's probably a lefty atheist it's what they do well Literally, all of the politicizing is like, what? How would the situation be different if nobody had a gun in it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a real push for them to like try and f- like pin it on something. Besides, they want to come up with something where they're like, well, maybe if uh, left wing politics wasn't you know taught in universities, this wouldn't have happened. Or yeah. maybe if uh, yeah, anything but fixing the problem. Yes. So. Antifa's uprising didn't happen. No. But then it started by someone shooting some people in a church. Yeah. Are you guys worried about the Antifa uprising continuing to happen? You're part of it, Cam. I can see you all in black. Yeah. Actually, we're all wearing all black, so that's... This is blue. It's dark enough. I'd, I'd call it black. It's a very really black blue. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I don't know. Did you see that the guy that started it all, Jordan Peltz, mm. he's put out a, a new video. This I think this actually is launching as we record this. Ooh. He's moved on okay. from this left-right dichotomy. He's launching something called Hashtag Heal the Rift. Okay. Mm. And uh, this is something I've seen a couple of times in my time as a, an anti-fascist activist. Mm. Uh is people coming along and being like, what if, rather than fighting, the left and the right came together, and I'm the one to do that, obviously, yeah, because I'm a complete narcissist cook unit. <laughs> uh, what if we could bring the far right and the far left together to work together for peace? Yeah. Mm. Sounds good. So that's his new project. Okay. Hashtag heal the rift. It's the classic Powerpuff Girls way of life. Can't we all just get along? Yeah. Famous. Yeah. yeah. It's weirdly, it's always completely cooked units that are proposing yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Just before we get off November 4, I did see a couple of really great videos. Mm. Uh, the first one I want to mention is uh, a co- our old friend, A Call for an Uprising. Who seems to be anti-uprising yeah, this, at the moment. In this yeah. one, he was, he's against the uprising. Okay. But, Next uh, messages. His video, the rest of the video is boring. The intro was great. You know, I've talked before about how this guy had a crazy intro where Jesus was like beating up witches with broomsticks and things. <laughs> this was like a new version. Okay. Where Jesus like kicks in the door of a pyramid and inside are the Clintons, Obama, uh, Podesta s- smashing into a piece of pizza. Right. <laughs> and uh, they all see Jesus there. They're like, what? <gasps> and then uh, in the pentagram in front of them, Satan appears. Yeah. And you're like, uh-oh, here we go. Satan sees Jesus. His diaper fills. Satan's wearing a diaper? Yeah. You'd think after so many years he would have been toilet trained by now. Well, as we just saw, he needed to be wearing a diaper. Otherwise, there would have just been poo everywhere. Oh, Jesus. What a mess. Yeah. Messy pyramid. But then a call for the rest of the video was fairly boring 
call for an uprising's take was that there, nothing was going to happen. He's Not right. because it was all made up, just because uh, he was like, look, there's not going to be an EMP attack because they can't do an EMP attack because if they did, then people wouldn't be lost in their smartphones and mm. their TVs and their screens and they would wake up to the truth. So that's the last thing they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I don't think... He thought that maybe they might do a car attack at one of these things. It's like, oh, the crazy Trump people. Mm. But he's like, it would be too on the nose like a week after the New York one. Mm. So he's like, nah, they wouldn't do that. That doesn't fit the narrative. So he's like, this will just be like nothing's going to happen. Oh, and also some people were saying the rapture was going to happen. Really? And he's like, there's not going to be a rapture. No one can know the date of the rapture. Come on. <laughs> Especially Antifa. Yeah. yeah. They definitely don't know it. But uh, the other great video I saw was by a guy called Tim Emsley. Mm. Now, we all just watched this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> he's an Australian man. Yeah. In this, he's using some sort of Batman yeah, Snapchat like a f- filter. Some sort of phone lens filter thing. Yeah. Like on Snapchat where you go, hey, look, I've got dog ears. And I open my mouth and a tongue comes out. <laughs> but it's like puts a Batman mask over his face. And smoke behind him. And smoke behind him. But he's just sitting in his car. Yeah. Yep. You can just see his windows outside of the smoky effect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, he's talking about um, how the Roman Catholic Order are going to be doing something for the Jesuits. Mm. Uh, they're behind all of the bad things that happen. He kind of threw a whole bunch of just random stuff out there. Yeah. Saudi Jews were involved, which yeah. doesn't seem to be a thing. Obama had uh, set off a nuke above uh, Charlottesville, Charlottesville yep. in 2013. But uh, the generals tried to stop him, so he had to fire all the generals. Mm. I did notice on a rewatch just now, he mentions the Titanic. Yeah, the yeah. Olympic <laughs> Titanic, Titanic being sunk. part of it. Because Rothschild, he mentioned them. Yeah. Um, and then he closes saying, uh, if you see Antifa, shoot them. Yeah. yeah. You, you can <laughs> shoot them if they're doing oh, that was, thing, it. was his you? authority. All Batman's authority. Yeah. Because yeah. it was clearly Batman doing it. Yeah. No, that's not Batman's jam. Batman no. doesn't shoot people. No, and, but he's, he probably doesn't mind if other people shoot people. Yeah. Particularly Antifa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Batman has a cavalier attitude to health and safety. Yeah. Mm. People have died on his watch, yeah. for sure. For yeah. a dude who's like, oh, I don't kill people. It's like, yeah. well, I don't, a lot of people like severely injuring themselves when you tie a rope around their foot and throw them out a window. Yeah. Mm. You, even like knocking someone out. Mm. Say if they're out for like a minute, yeah. it's fucking long-term effects. One punch can kill. Yeah. yeah. Robin famously died on his watch. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Second Robin. Jeez. He got beaten to death by the Joker. Really? Yeah. So. Poor guy. The great thing about this Tim Emsley guy is in this video, he's got this Batman Snapchat filter. Mm. He's talking, the Jesuits. Like that. Yeah. And then all of his other videos, he's like, got this Aussie drawl and he's got a whole thing about aliens and like transdimensional um, <laughs> politics. What, what is the video that he did before the Batman one was eight months ago, mm. um, but it was a mass meditation event to bring down uh, Washington pedophile rings. Right. Yeah. So, so he is a theta healer. Okay. Uh, is one of his jobs. He's also a FIFO miner. So right. he's in the FIFO theta business. Right. So FIFO, the fly and fly out miners. Yeah. Could be earning a bit of coin then. Mm. Yeah. He's probably got a new phone. That's why he's showing off his, yeah. his filters. It was weird going through all of his videos. It's like cooked, 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 cooked. And then there's like videos where he's like singing songs. Right. So he does like Wake Me Up When September Ends. He did a, he did a video where he's like a South African accent going into Dame Edna. And it's him, like, looking at a sunrise and he's like, I'm not going to do either of those voices. He's, he's <laughs> like, oh, isn't that a nice sunrise? So he's doing little impersonations. Yeah. Wow. And so I'm looking at that. I'm like, well, I wonder if I can see the moment where he got cooked. Like, the first video after he's doing these just silly ones. Mm. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. After that block of, like, 15 just doing songs, it's cooked, cooked, cooked all yeah, the way right. down. Right. <laughs> I wonder how much bloody semen that guy's retaining. <laughs> so, yeah, Antifa. What a bunch of fuck-ups. Couldn't even do it. No. Couldn't even 
kill a single business owner. No, no one was even beheaded. Well, we'll see. No, we will see. Cam said, Cam said that a little bit too menacingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have an ABN, don't you, Robbo? An ABN? Yeah. Yeah, why? Interesting. We're back. Uh, there's been a lot going on. Still there has a been of, a lot. A lot of follow-ups to things we've discussed. Where do we want to start? Should we start with Cuba? Sure. What's happening in Cuba? Uh, so after all of the sound attack things and people, be, diplomats being thrown out, mm. et cetera, et cetera, uh, the Cuban government have hit back mm. with a possible explanation for the cicada noises that people were hearing that were driving them Around the bend, mm. causing brain damage and meltdowns, and yep. what could possibly have been causing this cicada-like sound? Cam, uh, they suggest, what if it was just cicadas? Right, it's a wild out there theory. Yeah, <laughs> but like they would say that yes, to cover would. up their bloody sonic rays. Mm. Maybe has anyone looked up whether or not they have cicadas in Cuba? I'm sure they do. I feel like they're a universal insect. Maybe. Uh, maybe Universal, interesting choice of word. Uh, on the YouTube kids uh, controversy. Uh, the creepy YouTube videos. Creepy YouTube videos. Uh, the New York Times did a big investigative piece mm. on this. Was it in the same issue that uh, had the anti-fire ad? <gasps> no. No. But I feel like the lead, at least as far as I'm concerned, is massively buried in this article. Mm. Uh, they like cover like all the same ground as everyone else. They do manage to find a phone number that's connected to one of these accounts, mm. and they call it, mm. and I think pretty much crack the case. Yeah, but I don't know if they. It's not really presented like they're like, oh yeah, and this is where we crack the case. But anyway, they call this number, and it's like a a factory in Vietnam where they make these videos. <laughs> Vietnam or Indonesia? I think it was Indonesia, wasn't it? I think it it was Vietnam. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. Yes, you do. Um, And And they're like, we've got 100 people making them here. Yeah. But we have no comment. It's like, you just commented. (laughs) (laughs) Just let the whole thing slip. So basically what they're doing is kind of what we all sort of theorised was just churning out junk. Yeah. And they don't realise that they could automate this a lot more than they already have. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Churning out junk and then... Naturally, you're tuning out that much junk. I'm assuming some people are going to put in some cooked things as well because hmm. you're doing, say, 10 videos a day. Yeah. You're bored. I'm a Vietnamese student getting my bloody cheap, you know, cheap labor. Hmm. I'm going to stick in a funny suicide or something. Yeah. Bam. That's, yeah, you're doing 10 a day. You've got 100 people doing it. That's 1,000 a day. Yeah. That's a lot of content. It's a lot of content. It's insane. <laughs> Um, yeah, I did see posts around the internet of, you know, mainstream media is waking up, they're finally getting into these. And look, as we established, they're pretty creepy. Mm. Anything more on them? No, that was it. Just, uh, I felt that answered a lot of our questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else we got? My favourite thing of the week was Tom DeLong was on Joe Rogan's show, and I still haven't watched it, admittedly, but I will. But the the main story that people seem to have picked up out of that is that Tom DeLonge is a Nazi UFO believer. Yeah, cool. So he's saying that some... Sh- so he's not, he's not a Nazi UFO believer. No, no, no. He believes a, in Nazi UFOs. He believes in Nazi yeah. UFOs. Don't want to slander him. No, 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 no. Of course not. I don't want to slander someone who believes in cool stuff like that. <laughs> um but he, so he came out and said that at some point in time he was approached by some shadowy guy in an airport restaurant or something who said, yeah, the, the Roswell UFO wasn't an alien UFO. It was a German UFO that had come from Argentina. Scheiser. Argentina, famously where the, all the Nazis took off to in their submarine with old, old Hitlers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was a German UFO built on alien technology and the the 
Roswell alien wasn't actually found at Roswell. It was found somewhere else. Yeah. Because wasn't one of the theories that the Roswell was like German. Remember they recruited kids to be like pilots in Germany? Was that Russia doing that? It sounds like something Russia would mm, do. Mm. And so when it crashed, it was like they just found this, you know, humanoid thing. Mm. But it really it was just like a Russian kid that was deformed and yeah. trained to fly planes. Right. They got deformed kids to fly the planes? I think so, yeah. We talked about it on the Roswell show. Did we? Yeah. So ages ago. Um, well, so the whole Argentina Hitler thing came up in the JFK files as well. Did you not see this, Cam? Oh, remind me. Um, so there was a photo of someone that was purportedly Hitler in Argentina. Yeah. Right. And someone said they'd met him down there. But he still had his little moustache. And it was like 1945. Yeah. yeah. Like, Hitler. Lose the moustache. Yeah. Like, oh, but it's so well manicured. Yeah. yeah. It's, my tra- it's my brand. Yeah, it's my personal <laughs> brand. <laughs> tear down my brand. Allegedly, you know, that's evidence that he was in Argentina. Yeah. Why but, was this in the JFK files? Were they also like, and JFK was assassinated? I'm not sure why it was in it, but it was in there. Um, I think it might have been like, because it's just a collection of all the tip-offs and stuff they've had related to that time. So maybe... Yeah. Maybe Hitler was behind it from Argentina. I would not put that past him. Yeah. Bloody Hitler. Yeah. Maybe they put it in as context for like, by the way, the guy saying that uh, he knows who <laughs> shot JFK also told us this. Uh, I had wondered if the fact that he said it was a Nazi UFO from Argentina and not Antarctica mm. means he's, he's not on the hollow earth no. bandwagon. So there's room for him to get a lot more woke is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 We could... He just needs to listen to our podcast yeah. a little bit. We get at him and we can uh, wake him up. Yeah. But yeah, that was my favourite bit of news from the week. Um, so Seth Rich has popped back up again. Right. Yep. Donna Brazil, the former secretary for the Democrat mm. Party, DNC. She has got a book coming out where she's basically said that the Democrat Party was being funded by Hillary, so Hillary was always going to get the nomination. Yeah. Which I think we kind of knew. Yeah, I um, think if anyone was like, oh, no, the Democratic Party machine didn't push things in favour of Clinton over Bernie Sanders, it's like, that's just that's just how it works. Yeah. Um, but also, like, the Democratic Party was losing money and they were, like, had no money left. And this is this is in her, her story. And so the Clintons gave them a shitload of money mm. to basically keep it going. And then as a result, they controlled the finances for the Democratic Party. It's kind of like, well, they gave them a shitload of money, so they should probably control the finances, I guess. Isn't mm. that how these big parties work? Yeah, maybe. Um, but anyway, she said also after Seth Rich was killed off in the random attack, or was it a, a, a Clinton hit. a Clinton hit? She was really paranoid and was like closing her curtains because snipers were going to get her. So she kept all her curtains closed. Right. I feel like if the Clintons are powerful enough to get snipers in the mix, curtains probably aren't going to stop the murder. No. Also, but why wouldn't they just Seth Rich you? Yeah. Um, but she, so that's obviously started off speculation that, oh my God, what does she know? And she's going to come out about Seth Rich. Um, but then I saw a report she's dedicating her book to Seth Rich. But maybe that's just because he's like someone that she knew who died. Well, <laughs> no. Well, are there going to be more explosive claims from old Donna Brazil? She sounds like she's pretty cooked. I don't know. Well, I mean, she's just trying to sell a book. But all I've seen about Donna Brazil is this thing where she's saying, "Look, it was the primaries were rigged for Clint the Clintons, mm. or it was like pushed in their direction." Yeah. It's like, that's not crazy, but it's, I have seen people saying like, uh, oh, there's one, uh, to use the word loosely, journalist, uh, Caitlin Johnston. Mm. So I think it's from Melbourne. Okay. But uh, also, I think uh, proposed a little while ago that uh, the old right and the, uh, the left could come together. Okay. <laughs> but um, she wrote a thing about how, you know, if you'd said a, uh, 12 months ago that uh, Clinton, the Clintons had like uh, gone to the DNC to push things in their favour. You'd have been called a conspiracy theorist. Mm. It's like, actually, I don't think that I've, you would have. I've seen a lot of that sentiment lately. Like, 
You maybe you would have been called a conspiracy theorist by people being uh, intellectually dishonest. Yes, as there was a lot of in that whole thing, mm. a lot of intellectual dishonesty going around. But I also saw she's like, so you know, if that's a conspiracy theory that turned out to be true, like what else is? It's like, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that your logic for the bloody flat Earth? When they talk about how like they lied to us in school, and you're like, yeah, they always lie in school. So, you know, that's an actual thing. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the proper uh, educational name for that the other day. I can't remember what it was, but I wish I'd written it down. So I could throw it in your face. Yeah, sure. Sure you did. I'd throw the notebook in your face. Sure you did. Just smack you in your smug nose. (laughs) (laughs) Angry flat earth is going to get me. Look, listeners know (laughs) that they don't teach you... Everything about science all at once. They build it up. Yep. The rest is magic. <laughs> <laughs> Could I just um say, did anyone did anyone send us a tinfoil hat photo? No. Why? And I noticed that people aren't giving us heart reacts on Facebook. Some oh. people are. Shout out to them. I can't remember. I was going to remember who and I, I forgot. Do you think people are just not getting to the end of the podcast and not listening to our little requests? Yeah. Maybe we should... Say all the good information is going to be at the end of the podcast. Yeah, or maybe we should start the podcast with our like oh. YouTube vids. Hey, before you watch, don't forget to smash that like button and subscribe and hit the little bell so you get notifications. <laughs> now on with the show. <laughs> so, if you want to find us online, Hypothopod on Twitter, Hypothetical yep. Institute on Facebook, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, you can subscribe to us wherever you like. Uh, Heart reacts on Facebook, please. Mm-hmm. Take a tinfoil hat photo, please. Mm. We'll send you a prize pack. We'll send you a prize. I'll I'll do a little sketch card for whoever sends us. For every person that sends a tinfoil hat, mm. I'll draw a little sketch card of a cartoon of Alex Jones saying something really fucking cooked. Cool, great. All right, there you go. That's prize enough. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Yeah, Re- and I'll post them out free postage. Original <laughs> salt marsh illustration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sketch. Yeah. I like it. And then whoever gets the best one, we'll put a prize pack together. I just added tinfoil to their shopping list because we've run out. Yeah. So I know I'm going to have a lot. Yes. Robbo? <laughs> uh, you can find me at Ale of a Time and aleofatime.com. Also, don't forget to keep your zingers zanging. That's yours? Yeah, it's my catchphrase. All right. Keep your... Zingers zanging. Zingers zanging. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can get me at Saltmarsh on Twitter, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook. And you could get me. I thought you were going to do a catchphrase. Uh. And you could get me at Sexenheimer on Twitter and gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for the other podcast. All right. Bye. You're not going to do a holy macaroni? To- we don't. Why would we do a catchphrase at the end? That'd be stupid. Oh, what? <laughs> holy macaroni! There is a secret battle by the New World Order Cabal who want to restore the Roman Empire for the Jesuits. They are behind the shootings, fires, hurricanes, floods, Earthquakes, bombings, riots, terrorism. Including ISIS. Do not watch the TV news as it is all lies and mind manipulation. The Cabal were behind the Great Depression crash of 1929, JFK, MLK, 9-11, and more. Some cabal leaders are the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, Bush, Kazarian, Netanyahu, and Saudi Jews, Antifa, and all other false flag events 
Akabel attempts to destroy America. UN troops are currently here in America. If any of them tries anything funny, you may shoot them. <laughs>